Tuesday, 21st of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinley and I'm joined by your favourite co-host of all time, Shane Lee. G'day, mate. Danny, how are we, mate? We'll talk about the footy in a minute, but uh, it's a very important day today. It's my wife's birthday today. She turns... Yeah, I've been celebrating with uh, me and the kids (laughs) got... got, It was like Christmas. They ran into my bedroom. They went, it's Lorraine's birthday. It's Lorraine's birthday. I'm like, oh, God, settle down. I know, I know. Well, Generally, her birthday generally spans the course of a whole one or two months. So, um, But no, today's the day and uh, we'll go for a nice dinner tonight with the kids and um, the kids are up nice and early to give her her presents so she's had a good start to the day. Yeah, it's always, they, they mean well, the kids. They don't realise the actual good <laughs> present would be just Sleep leave, the hell, leave the hell alone. That's it, mate. <laughs> uh, today on the show, we're talking cricket, the round ball game, footy, NRL and more. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Okay, Shane, let's start with cricket now. You know, Australia had a good win in the ODI on the weekend, but I want to talk about this new league that is starting up in the United States, Major League Cricket. Uh, Three of Australia's T20 World Cup champions, along with several other white ball superstars, they've signed on for this inaugural tournament, which gets underway in July. Are are you excited, Shane? Are you getting a call-up? I'm not getting a call-up, but I'll tell you what, if I was still playing, I would love to play in this tournament. It's, uh, It's going to be held in Texas, as you said. Uh, July 13, um, Aaron Finch, a former um, Australian one-day short version captain, uh, signed on with Marcus Stoinis uh, and Mitchell Marsh. Three big signings there, but yeah, it should be really, it should be huge. As um, but it's it's funded by the boss of Microsoft uh, and, and a number of Bollywood stars are, are planning well, a lot Bill of money. Gates. No, 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 not here. Oh, is there a different one? Yeah, there? there's a different one over there. Oh, but yeah. um, it should it should be good. And Steve Smith is uh, he won't be playing this year because um, due to the Ashes, but he'll be signing on with the New York franchise next year. Um, this is going to be huge. Yeah, I got to say, look, I am excited about the tournament, and it, it's going to be good. I've I've spoken to a few uh, sports journalists stateside, and apparently the subcontinental, uh, you know, your Indians, Pakistanis, mm. Bangladeshis who live in America, they are so excited. Yeah. This is huge for them. It's all their Christmas is coming up once. And, of course, there'd be a lot of Aussies uh, heading over there and some Poms. i got to say, though, Shane, I'm pretty disappointed with the team names. Okay. There are six teams in there, and uh, three of them are just uh, feeder clubs, <laughs> I guess you would say, yeah. from uh, from the, the Indian Premier League. But mm-hmm. So look at these names. Texas Super Kings. Yep. Los Angeles Night Riders. Okay, actually, I like that one. Night yep. Rider was made in Los Angeles. That one makes sense. Yes. Okay. Um, one of the worst names in all world sport for any club, and, you know, much respect to this town <laughs> and this club, but it's a terrible name. The Mumbai Indians. Yep. Uh, I've I've been laughing about that for years. <laughs> they've, they've got the New York franchise, as you say, but they're just called MI New York. Well, they how, mm. how dull. What yeah. are you doing here? Also, Texas Super Kings, if you know the history of Texas, they ain't bound to no royalty. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two names I actually like. Uh, there's also a team called the Washington. Washington Freedom, mm. classic American name. Yep. But the two names I like, Seattle Orcas. Ooh, yep. Orcas being a killer whale type thing. But I'm getting behind, and I urge all afternoon sport listeners, let's all get behind <laughs> the San Francisco Unicorns. Oh, do they, do they exist? Who, 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. A cricket, someone who understands the rules of cricket what, in America. If I was batting against the Orcas, I'd be running hard. They'd be pretty sluggish in the field, I reckon, the Orcas. <laughs> yeah, if someone takes a big catch over the fence, there'll be a few free Willie references. <laughs> I'm excited for the unicorns. Let's all get behind the corns. That's who Aaron Finch is playing for. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it, mate. Very, very good. Well, look, it's going to be huge. And I think um, more and more players. We actually went over there to America in the early 90s to play with the Australia A team against India. Um, It was pre uh, the IPL in India happening. And we we were playing actually about five o'clock in the morning. We we were warming up when it was dark. We were pretty much coming straight from the nightclubs. And and, uh, it was all due for the, the, the time to be been back into India prime time, and that's what really kicked off the IPL. So um, back then, in just in Hollywood, there were 250 cricket teams, um, all um, expats. But yeah, there yep. is there is a passion and, and a keenness for it over in that in that part of the world. Now I I, I got to ask, uh, what what fields did you play on? There, all their fields are you know rectangle for football or those those weird uh, diamond baseball fields. Where, where did you actually play? Uh, I I don't I can't remember. But did it was, Kevin Costner mow you in a cornfield in it, Iowa? It was one of the worst wickets you'll ever play on. They had Harbhajan <laughs> Singh who was bowling off spin and it was basically pitching outside off. And it was almost hitting you in the head. <laughs> it was very, 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 very tough to play on. Put put that with being quite dark and you hung over from the nightclub. It was a it was it was a tough tour with a bat. <laughs> I think that should be actually the mandatory way that they play this uh, this yeah, league. Right. Just always yeah. straight from the nightclub. Let's do it. Hey Shane, you sent some footage to our group chat this morning of something a big uh, controversy happening in the West Australian uh, leagues. What what's happened? Was well, a young guy. Uh, he's not young anymore. He's my age. Uh, his name's Murray Goodwin. Um, he played. That's young. He played for Zimbabwe in the World Cup. Um, I went to the Cricket Academy with him in nineteen ninety. Four, I think it was, under Rod Marsh. Funny little guy, batsman, played for Western Australia. Uh, a very, very good cricketer. Um, but, yeah, he's still playing. At, so he must be 48 years of age now, 47, 48. And he's playing just in a Western Australian league. And he, he, he got out. And he, I shouldn't laugh, but he smashed a guy across the face with, with his bat. <laughs> Um, I've I've looked at the footage and uh, look, it, 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 some people say it's damning, but yeah. if you look very closely, you know he went out caught and bowled, yeah. and, and often when you go out, you you do the shot again, sort of just to practice, going, oh, what went wrong? And and he, I, that's I think Murray was just doing that. Sure, he did it right at the wicketkeeper's head. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I can. It's just a. It's just a habit, I guess. Mate, my fa- my favourite story about Murray Goodwin, uh, the '99 Cricket World Cup, we went to Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen, and we all lined up in our teams. And Murray Goodwin is a short, little, blonde um, uh, West Australian meets Zimbabwean, and he ended up talking to the West Indians, and so he's in the line with the West Indians as he turned around to meet Prince Philip. And Prince Philip said, "You don't look like you're West Indian, being short, blonde, um, Zimbabwean." Uh, and he said, "I'm not. I'm, I'm not hung like one one either." Ah. <laughs> now the Queen didn't hear it, but Prince Philip laughed. So uh, yes. Anyway, must be his sense of humour. I reckon Phil would have loved that. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go over to that other summer sport. Uh, tennis, Carlos Alcares has reclaimed the men's number one ranking following his tournament win in Indian Wells. Uh, have, you, have you been following Carlos's career? He seems like he's going to be the next wonder kid. He is the next wonder kid. He's going to be uh, around for a long, long time, this guy. He beat Medvedev uh, in the in- Indian Wells final, 6-3, 6-2. Um, but he replaces, of course, Novak Djokovic, who was unable to get into Indian Wells due to 
visa issues um, and not being vaccinated. So, um, yeah, he gets the top. In, in my opinion, Novak Djokovic is still the number one in the world, but uh, due to this, and he won't play in the US Open either, Novak. So um, it's very, very open for this young kid who's, I think, only 20 years of age. He's going to win a lot, a lot, of, lot of tournaments. Yeah, the, the question we always have with tennis players, it's, the thing, tennis to me seems of all the sports to be the most like wrestling. Mm. In that you're either a good guy or a bad guy. You're a you're <laughs> okay. a face or a heel. Do we know much about Carlos's personality? Are we going to be cheering him? Is he going to be Aussie Carlos, or is he? Or is, are we going to are we going to love booing him as he just dominates on the court? Well, he's a Spaniard, so he's going to be passionate. That's for sure. Um, I like that. But I loved I love the fact that he beat Medvedev. I reckon he's an absolute dick. That guy. <laughs> he just carries on. <laughs> See? He's got he's got, he's got weird twitches and um, and he carries on. He's a bit of a sook and he, and he blows up. Um, and that would really, really hurt him. Saying that, Medvedev's already won three t- uh, titles this year. Um, not the big ones, but he's won three titles this year. And uh, But this Alcaraz, um, you know, he will take the mantle of Novak Djokovic probably in the next two to three years when he, when Novak finally retires. Wow. Yeah, just a, a fun anecdote I have about Novak. When he came to Australia, do you remember, Shane, and he was quarantined mm-hmm. in a hotel. Yeah. That is the exact hotel where I spent my wedding night. Oh, wow. And, and there's not many rooms at that joint, so I reckon they would have given him the biggest room, which is what they gave us. Uh, so just uh, Novak, if you're listening, dude, get vaccinated. We did some messed up stuff that night. Well, you, anyway, you must, have, uh, you must have done a good job because you didn't get deported either. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was it was borderline for a while. Let's run an ad break quick. Okay, <laughs> stay with us because we're going to be talking NRL, AFL, rugby, boxing, and more after this short break. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinley. He's Shane Lee. Hey, a big excitement in uh, the Rugby World Cup because uh, there's a new favourite, Shane. And I don't think anyone's ever said these, this sentence before. <laughs> the favourite of the World Cup is Ireland. That must be weird for the Irish fans. Yeah, they're out-and-out favourites too, I think. Uh, the Rugby World Cup's only six months away. Um, it's going to be played over there in France. Um, we've just seen the Six Nations go ahead where Ireland has actually won that. Italy got the wooden spoon. Um, so what, what have we learnt, I suppose, from the, the Six Nations? That, well, Ireland, um, they, they scored four tries per match, so that they, they have unbelievable ability to score points. Um, they've had 10 wins in a row and back-to-back wins against New Zealand. So um, they earned that right to be favourite in this tournament. The French are up there as well. They played fairly well in this tournament. Um, they host the World Cup. Um, but they seem to make a lot of errors at the moment, the French. So if they can control the ball, they'll do fairly well. Um, Scotland's probably the next best in that bunch um, with wins over England and Wales. But the, the the Scots are 
picking from a pretty small talent pool at the moment, and uh, so injuries are going to be the key for them. Then the Poms have lost Eddie Jones. They're in real big trouble. <laughs> they are struggling. They're trying to rediscover <laughs> what news. they're about. Isn't that great news? Um, then you've got the Welsh, uh, who are fantastic singers, but they won't perform that well in this World Cup. The only positive the Welsh have got is that, um, apart from having very good voices and very good spellers, because how long are those bloody words that they have? Oh, my God. It yeah. looks like – have you been to Wales? They've <laughs> yeah, got the, right. the street signs in English and then Welsh, yeah. and it, it generally looks like someone sneezed whilst typing. <laughs> but the, the, the only positive they've got is that the Welsh are in, a, in Pool C, which is a, not a very, very strong pool. But, um, yep, the Irish are favourites for the Rugby World Cup. Who would have thought? Let's move on to the sport that I hear a lot about down here in Victoria, in the uh, Aussie rules. Uh, Scott Pendlebury, former Collingwood captain, he's made a big call for the AFL to bring in a sin bin. Uh, this is obviously in response to a couple of uh, big knocks on the weekend. Oh. My Bailey Smith got uh, taken out oh, by Pickett, yeah. Kaisaia Pickett, who, look, I was already pretty <sighs> angry at Pickett for playing very well and scoring a couple of goals, but this just put mm. me over the edge. I think he's going to be booed at a fair few uh, Dogs v D's match coming up uh, it was a bit I've got to say I found it kind of funny. We are going to be talking about the NRL uh, soon, but it's, it's funny. Uh, Kaisaia Pick got two weeks for the bump. Uh, with the NRL's, uh, is it, oh, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, uh, Felice Kalfusi, he's got a yep. three-week ban for what looked like a much more innocuous hit, I have to say. Well, yeah, we'll wait and see. I know he's actually challenged. Kalfusi is challenging that grade two dangerous contact um, to try and get down to a grade one. But the problem is it was nothing compared to what, as what you just said, pick it on Bailey. That was just like... Almost, he was vertical to the ground and just smacked him, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, it was a massive hit. But um, look, if Kafusi doesn't win it, um, he gets a four-week ban for a very, as you said, innocuous hit. But um, I tell you what, but for me, mate, Pendlebridge wanting to bring in the sin bin. Do not AFL. Listen to me. Do not do that. Okay, this Don't is good bring to know. The sin bin. What, what, it what's just going slows on the game down. Then they'll have a bunker. Then the game will be Wait, stopped. What, yeah, what's a bunker? Bloody, Hang on. No. What's a bunker? Oh yeah. Well, a bunker is when you you, you, you go to a, a bunch of guys sitting down there on their laptops and they decide whether that sin bin should have happened or not. Oh, um, a VAR just, sort of thing. Yeah, it's oh, a bunch no. of bunch of boffins down there, you know, probably with no pants on, with their, their, <laughs> their laptops on their laps, and then twiddling the keyboards. Don't kink um, shame them, Shane. They're anyway, look, if whatever gets floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, I know. If I could Some get plans. away with not wearing pants at work, I would do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably down there watching the solitaire. They're not even watching the bloody game, these guys. But listen, <laughs> AFL, do not do it. That's one of the one of the great rules of AFL. It's it's great tradition, and um, you can't be sent off. And uh, I don't think they should bring that in now. Don't do it. Okay. Well, you you because yeah. I was going to ask your your opinion on it because I mean mm. I, I, at the moment, of course, because my player Bailey Smith got hit. Of course, I'm for it, and I think that Kaiser yes. Pickett should mm. spend the next four years in the sin bin. However, <laughs> if it happened, if they put a Bulldogs player in there, I would be completely against it. So it's, it's exactly it's right. Interesting to know. So um, and speaking of NRL, uh, very sad news uh, coming out of South Sydney. Well, just, just before we go on to the NRL, oh, yeah, mate, sure. I just want to ask you, because both you and I had, um, we both picked Brisbane to be the premiership oh, play, yeah. um, team this year. Yep. Poor Adelaide, 126 to Brisbane, 72. What what happened there? I Well, uh, what happened there was Jason Horn Francis suddenly became the player yeah. that we all expected him to be. No, that was, I, I'm amazed how little this is being spoken about in uh, mm. a lot of the footy shows that I'm watching. Brisbane were yep. insipid and Port were yep. – Port. Yep. I thought Port's premiership window closed a couple of seasons ago, but 
They were amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah I, look good. I, look, what, and the reason I can't give a, a, a more a, a better informed opinion straight after this is, is because the Bulldogs played the Demons immediately after, and I became a giant hulking rage monster about halfway through that match, <laughs> and I've blocked a lot of my memories. But uh, yeah, very surprising. And uh, well, who if Brisbane actually play the Demons this weekend? That is going to be a ripping game, and Brisbane would hope it will be to come out snarling. So. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, congrats to your Swans. I, I'm, I'm laughing at the AFL saying that there's no chance of a premiership hangover, <laughs> but you did only beat Gold Coast. Yeah, I know. It was. Um, look, I love watching the Swans, and I never miss any of their games. But uh, I even struggled to watch that because you could tell within the first 20 minutes the Swans were going to win it quite easily. And I thought, you know what, I might go put the barbecue. I want to get a, get, a, get a maybe cold beer out of the fridge and just get ready for the afternoon. But uh, it's a bit of a slow match for me. Yeah, this weekend though, I, I don't. Now it's important that all. AFL fans uh, do this this year. Now, you know the Swans are playing the Hawks, Mm -hmm. who everyone's tipping now to become the bottom of the ladder. And I just want to say that again because it's my favourite sentence (laughs) in the English language. Hawthorne coming last. Now, Shane, I don't want you to go, well, I don't want to see my team be a flat track belief. Yes, you do. Remember the agony of dealing with Hawthorne during those horrible three-peat years. I want you to text every Hawthorne fan you know. They need to suffer the pain. So, Shane, watch it. MC, uh, it's the SCG. I hope you go there and I hope you scream loudly and we all enjoy the pain of Hawthorne my, this my, year. My good cricketing mate, Damien Fleming, is a Mad Hawks man, so I will be oh, texting yes. him this afternoon, letting him know that we're, co- we're coming for you, buddy. Yeah, he'll, he'll just be bragging that his daughter is one of their best players in their <laughs> AFLW right. side. But anyway, um, yeah, so let's get to the sad news. Um, John Sattler, South Sydney Rabbitoh, sadly died at the age of 80. Now, I because I'm Victorian mm-hmm. and a, a bit younger, I, I wasn't familiar with John Sattler's work, did some research last night. 1970 grand final, gets his jaw broken, yeah. plays the whole game out. Like, that's amazing in, in a game of, uh, you know, soccer, a game of uh, Aussie rules, game of cricket. Rugby league to where you're copping it on the chin for 80 minutes straight. Yeah. That is mind-blowing. Yeah, tough, tough man. Um, he was a captain of that side too. And as you said, he went on to win the 970 grand final. He won three others as captain. Um, so he won premierships as captain between 67 and 71. Uh, and his son, Scott Sattler, actually is also a premiership player with Penrith um, and did the famous tackle, cross tackle, came across the field. I can't remember who the rooster was, but he, he took him out of the sideline and was um, a try-saving tackle. Um, but, yeah, sadly, his dad um, had dementia in the last few years and, and passed the age of 80, but he goes down as not only a South Sydney great but a, an NRL great. So, uh, Val Johnny Sattler. Is it Vale? I thought uh, Vale. Well, listen, Danny, you, you you say tomato, I say Bloody Mary. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and finally, the sport that everyone is talking about, <laughs> the Crystal Globe. Danielle Scott has done Australia proud. She has won her first Crystal Globe. She is the number one aerial skier in the world for the 2023 season. Shane, you were up all night watching this. How did it go down? Oh, I had my crystal ball out now. She's got a crystal globe. It's fantastic, isn't it? She's, um, yeah. Yeah, well, she's been runner-up twice, um, but this makes uh, an Australian one too uh, with Laura Peel, who um, also won this tournament. She finished second, but she takes out the Crystal Globe. So congratulations to her. That's pretty much all I know about aerial skiing, mate. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I yeah. know as well. Yeah. I remember when Alyssa Campler won the gold, we were all excited, and yeah. uh, and then she she said that you know that that the jump that she did was one of only three she could actually do. And I'm like, oh, so you get a gold medal for a party trick. Hey, kudos to you. I'm all for it. Keep your knees together. That's what her dad would be saying to her. 
I reckon. Sure. <laughs> I went to a state school. I've barely seen snow. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you need. We'll be back tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.